0: steinbackonline.com the voice of our community I'm Trev Schellenberg and today we're talking with Dennis Fast a wildlife photographer you're going to know him for his amazing photos of polar bears he's an author including a children's book about polar bears called princess and a former grade nine teacher in Kleefeld school
1: right Trevor, you remembered.
0: Well, yeah, you're in all my yearbooks.
1: (laughs) I came and asked at the desk for Mr. Schaumburg. Come on, I was really...
0: I have a hard time calling you anything but (laughs) Mr. Fast. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Dennis.
0: (laughs) Well, to me, Mr. Fast, and if we're going to stay on the history side of things, uh, the the photographer part of you, I know... Best from Kleefeld EMC yeah. with slideshows on a Sunday morning oh, yes. with Morning Has Broken playing oh, in the yes. background. That's sure. That's the Mr. Fast that I know. First
1: piece I ever put to music.
0: Yeah, and that yeah. was in the good old days with slides.
1: Oh my goodness, yes, we've come a long way. How just, hard
0: That must have been painstakingly it, difficult and time-consuming oh, to put it, that together. It was
1: incredibly time-consuming. I once did one that was 45 minutes for... Uh, for several conferences, yeah. and and it was analog, right? So right. three quarters of the way through, I boo-booed. <laughs> well, there was no stopping it and starting over. You go yeah. to the beginning and you go all the way through again. My family was so sick of it by the time it was done because it heard me repeat things It heard yeah. the music. Well,
0: and, uh, for me, it was mind-blowing to see like two slide projectors at the same time and you're right. cross-fading between the two. Right. And, the things you can do now with a computer well,
1: slideshow totally different, you obviously. You can do that on your cell phone a lot better now, you know, right. it's amazing. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: yeah, amazing. So um, what, what are, what's the latest adventure? You, we were messaging and you were on a gravel road somewhere watching birds.
1: That's right. Um, you know, we decided uh, this, uh, this year to spend a little bit more time in Manitoba for a change, too, in, in spring. We're, we're avid gardeners, so we do that, too. But we went to Arden, first of all, for almost a week because it's the crocus capital of Manitoba. Sure. And we wanted to photograph crocuses. And it it was awesome except that we were a week too late. They had much earlier warm weather, so the flowers were past their peak. and It was tough to find nice clumps that were all still nice. So then we were home for about a week, and then we went uh, last week to uh, Whitewater Lake. So we were in Deloraine the previous year. We stayed at Boisevane at either end of the lake and just photographing water birds and, you know, geese, gulls, terns, you name it, grebes, it was wonderful, visible weather but wonderful.
0: And lots of birds?
1: Yeah, they are still also just coming in. So it varied from day to day. I mean we were having a bit of trouble finding Franklin's gulls, not that I wanted to photograph them, I've done that many times, but suddenly one day there was like 5,000 in the sky over our head and they were busy just feeding in the water beside the road and and the water everywhere. And it was just, you just stood there with the blue sky and these, these white birds, you know, singing around. You just yeah. go,
0: wow. So this was, maybe it's, it's not, it's not going to be a revelation to you, but as I was thinking about it, this was a little bit of a re- revelation to me is that you can't just be a photographer if you want to take good photos. You also have to be an adventurer. You have to be willing to sit out at the side of a lake.
1: Right, and, you have, to, and you have to be a bit of a naturalist and know uh, that, that it takes patience. You know for example whitewater lake has become known for white-faced ibises which come basically from florida and so on but they have in the last 10 years moved north and north till they are nesting in manitoba at whitewater lake quite commonly and uh well they arrived one day we saw about 30 of them and we were moving slowly along the road and every time we got kind of within foot off they went you know we couldn't get close enough for the picture but after an hour of that all of a sudden, they could care less, and we sat for an hour and just watched them right beside us, and filmed them and photographed them, and uh, and they are spectacular. The white face says nothing; their whole body is glossy, okay. and so the colors just change to greens and purples and and is, reds. Is and this so a on. longer beaked? Yes, bird it's there? a longer beaked bird. It's a waiter, you know, like a mini version of a great blue heron, but you know, a lot smaller. But yeah, that kind of an idea of how they feed. Wow,
0: but that takes again, like you said, patience. Time. Of, yeah. Yep. And how close are you getting? So if, let, let's say you're taking pictures of polar bears. Obviously, you know you, you want to get close, yeah. but you're still relying on the zoom lens, I guess, at some point.
1: Well, you know, we don't approach closer than 50 meters, but the bears don't know the rules. <laughs> 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 so I have photographed them much closer than I wanted to at times, and they're very intimidating animal when they charge. you know. Uh, but I've never had to shoot one, and I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, just scared them, and fortunately, it worked. But, yeah, I, I've been very close to polar bears with no fence in between. At the fence, right. of course, it's a different story. Sure. Yeah, you don't come right up. And
0: yeah, and I, I know a little bit more about it because my brother has told me some right. stories, and he's a guide with Churchill Wild yeah, as well. that's where right? I so used to
1: guide for 20 years. Yeah? yeah,
0: so we hear some of the stories of that, right. and that is literally stepping out of the lodge and just going for a walk.
1: Yep, you bet. With the polar uh, bears. You bet, and you know, the- when you're guiding, as I, as I did, you, you know, and you're with 12 people, the the anxiety is almost greater than than when you're by yourself because you're responsible for twelve people's lives, right? However, that's also an intimidating factor, and the sca- one of the scariest moments for me was when I was out alone on Hudson Bay specifically to photograph the gorgeous landscape, and I knew there was a bear around, and he eventually stalked me twice, and and the second time he didn't listen to me when I when I uh, hissed at him, and, and he actually charged, but uh, but um, managed to to stop him in time. Boy. Yeah. one uh, one more noise one more shot, and I would have had to get serious because they cover ground in a hurry yeah
0: and yeah. and big and intimidating yep. obviously yeah so uh you you go all over the place you're taking photos of birds and, and bears and is there is there still things on the bucket list that you're like oh, i really want to take a picture of that
1: more (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know i'd love to go to Antarctica. of course it's a it's a great place for all those wonderful penguins and the the fantastic icebergs which i love too Um, but really it's uh, beauty is everywhere if you look and and manitoba canada is spectacular there's still lots of places i haven't been to I'd love to go back up north and, and do polar bears uh, maybe another time, and, yeah. and especially wolves, because what's happening to me now is, as I focused on photography, uh, I've also begun to focus on film rather than, you know, with my DSLR, it's got such high qualities built in, sure. and I'm having to do slow motion. The, the detail of animal and bird behavior you get when you photograph something at five times the, the normal speed okay. is amazing. I filmed a, po- uh, a pileated woodpecker in our yard for two hours as it uh, hacked away at a, at a dying uh, maple and dug a you know, two-foot trench six inches deep in it looking for, a, for beetle larvae. Yeah. And, and when you slow that down and you see these big chunks of bark, instead of just, and they're gone, it's just like it floats through the air and does a little ballet and yeah. then it hits the ground. It's spectacular. So I'm really enjoying the video.
0: Where can we see this video? <laughs> are you going to be sharing <laughs> this anywhere? Maybe back in the Cleefeld EMT. You've got to come to a show somewhere. <laughs> okay. Are you still doing shows? Or I do shows. I,
1: t- I try to talk to kids uh, when I can too. I spent a day in Portage la Prairie uh, in March, I guess it was, early March, uh, talking to kids at the uh, Crescent View uh, Immersion School, French okay. Immersion School, and just had a blast talking to grade 2's and 4's. Yeah. So yeah, I do shows from to all ages and of course lots of adult stuff too. For well that's clubs. great.
0: So uh, back to the, the woodpecker for a second. We had yeah. one um, on the house. Yes. Uh, waking us up Saturday yes, morning, yes. Sunday morning, just <laughs> rattling away. It sounded uh, like a phone vi- vibrating. It was that yeah. fast of yeah. a... Wh- what yeah. are they after if they're on the house?
1: They're establishing territory and announcing their presence to, to both the other males to keep out. This is my zone. And to females. Well, go got got in. Here attention. I am, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I heard them. And,
1: and you got to get... If they're at your house, you got to get at them early. Yeah, and immediately go out a couple of times, and then usually they move to the neighbors, <laughs> 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 which at least solves your problem. Right. but yeah, uh, that's yeah. really loud. <laughs> it is, yeah. And and we pulled up at, at Riding Mountain a couple of weeks ago, and uh, on the east part, stopped right beside the interpretive sign there of some kind, like I'm from me to you away, and I rolled down the window, and a sap sucker who I couldn't see because he's on the other side of sign went. And I go. Whoo, what was that <laughs> eh, sounded like was yeah. in my vehicle already yeah yeah well and you don't expect
0: them to like you often hear them in the distance in right. the woods right, right. you yeah. just don't expect them to oh. be waking you up on a Saturday morning <laughs> going but against your eavesdrop pa- <laughs> or whatever yeah yeah so uh so I did want to talk uh, about birds because mm-hmm. that's been uh, obviously a big part of your life and mm-hmm. yep. as you said before with uh being a photographer you have to be a naturalist as well right. so um I wanted to talk about all the birds that mm-hmm. are out now. It's busy. Mm-hmm. they're right. they're loud and they're proud and yep. they're 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 and making they're s- nests and they're getting right. busy. Yeah. And they're
1: still coming in. You know. Yep. Yeah, we just had a couple of cedar waxwings. They're always sort of in late May, typically, is so when they come in. They, okay. they like they like uh, insects a lot, although they will eat fruit. So now they'll be eating fruit. Uh, Right. So there's an abundance. These are the wisdom. ones
0: that uh, get drunk on the old uh, apples yeah, that's, at the, that's end that's <laughs> the end
1: of the end of the season, are, right? Those are robins. And, and oh, well, okay. no, no, waxwings do that too. Especially bohemians that that come in from the oh, west okay. for the winter. And I'm still supposed to be filming that for the CBC in Vancouver, but I haven't found any. I got the word out as best I could. Nobody has reported any to me. But hey, if you ever have that happen, please give me a call because I would like to film that. I've seen it a couple of times in my life, but not recently. And
0: this would be normally at the end of the season. Yeah, when the typically the in the fall season, when
1: you've had a few uh, frosts and the fruit uh, is already kind of starting to rot in the trees, and then it falls to the ground, or even in the trees, and the birds start to eat that. Next thing you know, they're they're not landing on the branch when they try, or they're yeah. staggering around the yard. Right. You know, it's quite a quite humorous. Really. Yep,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I wanted to do was uh, talk a little bit about the birds. And one of the things that we noticed just you know, sitting out on the deck, we hear all the birds. We mm-hmm. don't see all the birds. Right, right. But we don't know what they are because I right. don't know the calls. Really. Yeah. So I thought maybe you could help us. Well, I'll, I'll give learn. it a try.
1: That's one of the things. When I used to be a very competitive birder, you know, and we would do groups of four, do big days. These are held over in North America, and you're you're in 24 hours. You're trying to see and hear how many species of birds you can find, and if, a couple of friends of mine still have a north american record of for that for certain months each month has a different oh, really?
0: record what, so what kind of numbers are we talking about uh, we're, we're talking around 200
1: species in a day oh, wow. 2400 uh, okay. in 24 hours
0: and you, uh, you you don't have to just identify by sight you can nope, identify by sound and that's
1: why you need to know not just the sounds and the calls there, there's such a variety in birds too i get often asked questions about the blue jay People, no, it's not a blue jay because a blue jay goes thief, 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 look and right. we c- called it when we were kids. Yeah, they have all kinds of other sounds, and hmm. and it can be very confusing that way. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we'll just go with the top sure. sounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, we will yeah, get yeah. a full <laughs> lesson in verdict today, but <laughs> no. <laughs> so what I what I thought I would do is, uh, you sent me a list earlier. Right. Thought I'd fire up a sound here, and then uh, you can. You can tell us what it is and maybe we'll recognize this one.
1: Yeah, that's one of the first and one of my favorite sounds of spring is when the robin comes back. Okay, right? that's an American robin. Right, and if you, if you know them, uh, they also have unique songs. And there was one I remember coming to Cleefeld for a number of years in a row in the backyard and he had a unique song and then you instantly, it's that same bird is back. Really? Yeah. Because he always finished the song with a single high note, sort of, you know, and that's our Robin. So, yeah, they can be quite variable, even though superficially they sound the same.
0: So, uh, you're kind of looking for patterns then. Yes,
1: right. And so sometimes you can, even from a great distance, when you can barely hear the song, it's the pattern you recognize, and and then uh, you call it out. Yeah. And if if you're wrong, nobody can argue with you.
0: Okay, well, I thought I'd try this one as well, because this is another one that you sent. Okay, so let's see what got.
1: Okay. Yeah. that's another very common bird, which is the house wren. Okay. It just started singing in our yard yesterday, I think it was, Okay. and uh, so he's busy. We're hoping he's going to nest in our yard. Our problem sometimes is we feed birds, and they come and eat in our yard and nest somewhere else. And I keep telling them, birds, if you're going to eat my food, you're going to nest in my yard. So I can see you all the time, yeah. <laughs> but, but they don't listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, th- a few, maybe a few others, real quickly. Sure. Uh, you mentioned the blue jay before, so let me fire that one up here because I've got, I got the blue jay. This one, this one, to me, I th- seems like one of the easier ones to sure. identify. Sure. Yep. It's certainly unique.
1: Yeah. That's the that's, that's a very common bluejay yeah. call. It's yeah. one of many, but that's the very common yeah, one. I've
0: had them clean off a hazelnut bush. Oh on yeah, me, oh, a couple yeah. times. Sure. So I always got to chase them. Oh, on. they love nuts. Yeah, yeah. just crazy. So, uh, but would they be around as much now as?
1: Well, it's interesting. I just remarked uh, yesterday because we have a pair coming. Uh, they must be nesting in the area because typically they become quite secretive once they're nesting, and you don't hear nearly as much calling. But um when they know there's a stream in our backyard, they come for a drink and they're gone, you know yeah, so it's it's cool to to see that
0: so what are, uh okay, let me grab this one because i I feel like this uh, I feel like this bird I've seen more of I remember this as a as a ch- as a kid <laughs> seeing lots of these, and uh, maybe I'm just paying a closer attention to it this year, but the uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, the chickadee. Well, yeah, and a lot of people who don't know the bird will argue with me because they know the chickadee-dee, chickadee-dee, yeah. and this is a very territorial call. You hear it more in winter than any time of the year, starting to establish territory, starting to attract other birds, other, you know, the females, the males will be calling, and both of them do, and uh, it's a pleasant sound, and, and people sometimes yeah. think it's a Phoebe, you know? Right. But that's a chickadee, the black capped.
0: Yeah, beautiful bird.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Very tame and frisky in the backyard. Oh, love them.
0: So this one, to me, uh, seems quintessential to this area. It's actually not one that you sent on the list.
1: Okay. Yeah, you know, the red-winged blackbird, it's funny. They, They actually are coming into town. Yeah. Like, we've got one coming to our feeder now. As the season, nesting season progresses, they tend to move maybe closer to where they're actually <laughs> nesting. But right now he's in our yard all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um my wife said, Okay, you gotta ask Mr Fast about this one. And I I, I haven't found the call on it. So I now I gotta fake oh, okay. it. Okay. Uh and I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm probably not gonna do this well, <laughs> but uh it's like <whistles> something like that. It's a. it starts low, goes high and then comes back down.
1: It's it's not more like no. Uh, that's n-
0: no. no. But what, what, what's that one?
1: Well, that's the, that's We call the, that
0: one the do bird that, Yeah, than.
1: that's the white-throated sparrow, and it used to be, we interpret it in Canada as, oh, Canada, Canada, Canada. Oh, ah, okay. Whereas Americans, they, they interpret it as old Sam Peabody, Peabody, Peabody. I you like, know, I like it, ours It depends better. on how you yeah. go <laughs> up and, and where you heard the bird first, so right? This one. That's the white-throated okay. sparrow. And they yeah. typically go up, but some birds go down. Okay. So they start on that pitch, and then they go down. Okay. But it's the same bird. Well, the one I was species. thinking
0: was a little bit more melodic, but okay. maybe I'll stumble across. Well, the
1: there's, there's uh, house finches around in Steinbeck, quite commonly now. And uh, they have a beautiful clear song. Okay. Purple finches are passing through. They sound somewhat similar, but it's gentler and more bubbly. And we have both singing in our backyard right now. Well,
0: let me try the house finch. Yeah, try maybe the this house finch,
1: because a... that's a bird everybody should know.
0: Well, that's the... Okay
1: that's more like it could, yeah. because then you hear that bzzz in the middle yeah and and it's a it's quite a bubbly sound and quite loud there's there's that buzz again you know yeah
0: and then and then this one is just i don't know there's there's something special about this particular one
1: that's right. very good <whistles> yeah i had to let that one finish yeah. <laughs> so beautiful isn't it the morning dove you know m o u r n cuz it sounds kind of mournful Yep. And it's one that everybody should know. Yeah, they're really calling right now. They're actually probably on eggs already. They're they're nesting. We had three pairs in our yard for a while, but eventually okay. the one pair will drive the other two off on their own. But there's a new kid in town, and and that's one we should talk about too, Trev, because yeah, uh, because the uh, eastern or the sorry, the Eurasian collared dove has moved in. It was introduced to North America umpteen years ago and has gradually moved north. In Texas, when we were there photographing on a ranch, they were everywhere. There were just hundreds of them. Hmm. And they have come to Manitoba again the last, give or take, 10 years they're nesting, um, in southwestern particularly, but also in in Winnipeg. And last year at the golf course, and I had a number of reports of it. Uh, Our son Stuart works there, and so he came in and first told me about it. I said, yeah, that's uh, that's a collard dove. And uh, some of the neighbors were getting apparently a little bit annoyed because it sings all day long very repetitive. Well, I have it. Here. I let find me, it beautiful.
0: Let me uh, let's fire this one up here. Sure.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Very persistent. <laughs>
0: yeah, I could hear if that went all day, that might yeah. get a little Yeah. Heavy, I, <laughs> I know, but it's it's not
1: too <laughs> strong. We had it in in our yard a number of times right into January and then it disappeared. Yeah. They do winter over. We had one winter over in Kleefeld, one of the, you know, early years about 10 years ago. Uh, and uh, so they're becoming more common, it's something to just look out for and listen for.
0: Now, the dove, is that the same as a pigeon?
1: Well tip, typically what they do is they, they differentiate doves from pigeons. as Pigeons are bigger birds, kind of like the rock doves, or rock right. pigeons they were called for a while. Yeah. And then doves are a little smaller and more delicate, and so that's really about the major difference. They're close relatives.
0: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yep. Uh, so um, any other birds we should specifically be listening for, maybe particularly at this time of year?
1: Well, the, the cedar waxwings, which are just coming back, saw the first two just before I came here, they have a very sibilant sound. And uh, if you have some hearing loss, which is uh, certainly what I'm experiencing too, the, sometimes the higher the sounds go first, okay. it's, it's, it's a very sh- high-pitched sound. Okay. When they come in as a group, they're easy to hear, you may not be able to tell where exactly the sound is coming from. But it's quite common.
0: And a beautiful bird with a crest oh, on that. elegant. Just yeah. so elegant.
1: The bohemians. Oh, yeah. Very, very yeah. good
0: Yeah, we're annoying some teenagers right now that still have that frequency. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep them away from 7-Eleven.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. No, and then, of course, in the wintertime, which... Uh, people do confuse. I've often get calls about the cedar waxwings, but in winter, it's almost almost 100% sure that they're bohemians. Bohemian waxwings come from west of the Rockies and migrate eastward and show up in the prairies in the winter oh. because here we've got all these wonderful decorative trees with yeah. apples on them from mountain ash and, and apples. And There's uh, a lot of
0: birds that go east-west versus north-south. Yeah, okay.
1: Most go north-south, Right, but it's one exception. Hmm. A- another one is the western tanager, which... Which has been showing up. There were four reports this year already in Manitoba. They also come from the west uh, and uh, end up here in the spring very often.
0: Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, anything unique that you that we should be watching for this summer? That well,
1: you, I know you that you included know.
0: the Baltimore Oriole. Always a beautiful oh, yeah. bird.
1: And they're nice and noisy and uh, very yeah. colorful. Yeah. And uh, they come to the hummingbird feeders and do their best to dismantle them and to get at the juice. Right. <laughs> but, that's oh, actually,
0: time. on that note, I was going to ask you about hummingbirds,
1: Yes, because
0: uh, right. oftentimes they're out now, but the flowers aren't yet.
1: Yes. Well, hummingbirds, in, in a sense, actually follow yellow-bellied sap suckers north, because yellow-bellied sap suckers drill tiny holes in trees to eat the sap, and hummingbirds come and, and catch any insects that are trapped in the sap, or also eat the sap. So they, they have a source of food if uh, in the right place, but a feeder helps. Yeah, the flowers are few and far between right now, so they're definitely gladly coming to a feeder.
0: It, it seems that at this time every year we're encouraged to put the feeders out. I guess that that's a good idea. Yeah,
1: I, I usually put them out, uh, oh, middle of, no, usually a little earlier than middle of May now because sometimes they, uh, they arrive you know, around the 10th, whereas they used to arrive maybe more around the 20th. So, but that's, yeah, I just, yeah, we get it out. We make some sugar water, four to one ratio, no coloring needed whatsoever. And, uh, hey, we put it up before we left for the week to Whitewater Lake and came home and there were two hummingbirds.
0: Nice. And do we see different kinds of hummingbirds around here? Is it always the ruby-throated? It's
1: basically the ruby-throated, uh, where, of course, the females don't have that color. And once the young are out, they're also dull, but then you start to see little black flecks that will become red later on. So that's how you can tell sometimes the young from the, from the females. But we do get rufous hummingbirds. Uh, and again, it's a bird that comes from west of the Rockies, and typically shows up here for some reason in October. Mm-hmm. They're late in the season, and and uh, they have not got much hope of survival if they don't go south or get back there yeah. because there's not too many insects and flowers so left.
0: That's an interesting strategy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's about it.
0: And do the hummingbirds have a call at all? Are they? Uh, it's,
1: it's just a sharp, oh, it varies, but it's mostly just sharp Twitter. It's very sharp and high-pitched, yeah. uh, and uh, they don't do it a lot, but boy, when they're aggressive towards each other, um, or in display, uh, it's really fun to watch the display because the male hummingbird goes quite high in the air and he comes barreling down and does a J-shaped dance right. and then moves right back up into the sky and up and down in a J-shape. If you see that, you know he's displaying to a female. There's a female nearby.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yep. Very good. Well, this has been very interesting. I learned a lot and uh, it's been a lot of fun and now you're off to your next adventure.
1: Yes, I guess so and uh, it's always an adventure around the corner.